Welcome listeners, I'm Alastair Murden, and this is Superstitions, a Spotify original from Parcast. We've crossed the globe to find the meaning behind all kinds of strange, old beliefs, like the danger of rats leaving a sinking ship, or the Swiss quirk of saving a wheel of cheese. But today, we look into the lore behind something in nearly every home. The bedroom mirror. You may recall a recent episode on how breaking a mirror can lead to seven years of bad luck. At least, that's what we've heard the ancient Romans said. But even a mirror that's intact can stir up trouble if you put it in your bedroom. You might protest, Alistair, I need that mirror to get dressed. How am I supposed to admire myself on good days or pick apart my flaws on bad ones? I get it, but it comes with great risk. In Thailand, they say a mirror by your bed can make you obsessed with sex. It's hard to find the origin of this rather blunt belief, but it may be tied to the ancient Chinese philosophy of feng shui which is practiced across Asia and the world. Feng Shui seeks to create harmonious flow between a person and the space around them, and the ethos is often used in home decorating. But there are specific warnings in Feng Shui about bedroom mirrors, especially when it comes to couples. It's said that a mirror doubles the energy and luck you put into it, so the combined energy of two people can have overwhelming results. In the best case scenario, a mirror will amplify the connection that happy lovers share. But if the couple isn't happy, that energy could spiral out of control and shatter. You can find all Spotify originals from Parcast for free exclusively on Spotify. Coming up, a new mirror forces a reluctant influencer to reflect. Growing up, Simon Yang often wished he could disappear. Instead, he found himself moving into a Hollywood condo watched by thousands on a live stream. He didn't know why anyone would want to watch him. He was sweaty and struggling to lug one end of a big plastic-wrapped frame, but lugging the other end, one-handed, was his blue-eyed, bare-chested influencer of a boyfriend, Brick Broadbent. Brick's other hand held up his phone, showing fans every step of their move. Brick spoke with a sexy drawl. Here we are at our first place together, hauling in this awesome find I got at an estate sale. <sighs> I don't feel so bad about skipping the gym after yesterday's in and out livestream, y'all. <laughs> Let's see what Simon says. You excited to find out what's in this mystery box? Brick moved the camera to Simon, who smiled weakly. He was glad his glasses were fogged up from exertion so he couldn't see the comments flood in. Brick's followers loved getting a peek of camera-shy Simon, but Simon hated their reactions. They always cooed about how normal he looked compared to Brick, 
or how jealous they were of him, wishing they were dating Brick, or how they wanted to see his feet. Simon wanted to tell them that thirsting over Brick's posts, where he built custom furniture in his underwear, was pathetic. But he'd be a hypocrite, because when Brick was a nobody two years ago, Simon had been the one thirsting. One tequila-fueled night, Simon had emptied his savings to commission a desk from Brick, one where Simon could finally write his great novel, or an okay short story at least. He was Brick's first customer and, on impulse, he offered up his writing skills to hone Brick's brand. When Brick started racking up followers and selling more pieces, he was so grateful that he kissed Simon. After that, Brick went from diamond in the rough to carpentry influencer, and now Simon hardly wrote or worked, except to ghostwrite cutesy captions for Brick's posts. Simon's investment had led to a charmed life and his first serious relationship, one he still wasn't sure he deserved. Brick led them into the spacious condo, cluttered with half-built, western-inspired furniture. Then he winked at Simon. To the bedroom, stud. Simon's heart fluttered. He'd follow Brick's confidence anywhere, even if he could never match it. They set the frame down on the wall opposite their plush bed. Brick put his phone on a ring light stand and unwrapped the plastic from the frame. Simon shook out his arms and pulled off his glasses, forced on him by Brick's Warby Parker deal. He tried to avoid Brick's phone so he wouldn't see his gross self on screen. Meanwhile, Brick removed the wrapping, revealing a huge old mirror. Brick whistled, like he did when he saw a cute guy or a rack of ribs. He raved to his fans about his craftsmanship while Simon tried to avoid his reflection. The glass was pristine, with no cracks. In the top center of the mirror's faded frame were two carved cherubic faces. The left one looked happy and the right one sad. They stared at each other with searching eyes. It gave Simon chills. Brick turned with a grin. See how much bigger it makes the space? It's like a door to a whole nother room. Tell the fans, babe, do you like it? or love it. Simon blurted, I kind of hate it. Brick flinched and tried to hide his dismay. He told his viewers to have a blessed day and ended the stream. Then he asked Simon why he hated it. Simon mumbled that it was too big and it looked haunted. Besides, the mirror in Simon's old studio apartment was covered in post-it reminders, photos and dust. Vanity was Brick's thing, not his. Could you maybe put it in the hall or return it? Brick laughed. <laughs> no way! I spent like five grand on it, my first big splurge. Plus, our room needs a mirror. That's when a memory came to Simon. But it's bad luck. In Chinese culture, when I was a kid, we moved into a new house. My grandma told my parents to get rid of the mirror that faced their bed. When Brick asked why, Simon fumbled. I think it was a feng shui thing. Whatever it was, it stuck with me. 
Brick gave a cocky smile, the kind that made Simon want to kiss him and also punch him. Then call the old girl up. If she's got the lowdown, I'll back down. Simon sighed and pulled out his phone. He wanted a private call, but Nai Nai insisted that Simon put her on speaker with Brick. Gran was on the gram, and she was a Brick fangirl. Simon handed the phone over, and Nai Nai spent a good 20 minutes asking if he'd met any celebrities. Eventually, Simon butted in. Nai Nai, can you explain to Simon why a bedroom mirror is very bad luck? Nai Nai spoke delicately. It's not bad, exactly, but a mirror has power. It doesn't just reflect, it responds. Whatever you put into it comes back twice as strong. And when it's in a couple's room, especially a passionate young couple... Nai-Nai trailed off, and Brick took the phone with a cheeky grin. Nai-Nai, are you saying the mirror's gonna fill our room with too many sexy vibes? Simon was mortified, but Nai-Nai giggled. <laughs> That's not the feng shui term, but yes. And if they're very powerful, they could lead to... Oh, never mind... I'm just an old lady telling tales that old ladies once told me. Simon, honey, I'll call you soon. Jeopardy's on. Nai-Nai seemed eager to go, which Simon thought was strange. Brick just smirked. Nice try, but Nai-Nai just made me want the mirror even more. Brick tossed the phone on the bed, then wrapped his arms around Simon's waist. Simon softened until he saw their reflection. It looked like Captain America hugging a Make-A-Wish kid. Simon turned away, upset. Brick did what he always did when Simon got moody. He knocked on Simon's forehead and whispered, Hey, wanna let me in? Simon's cheeks burned with embarrassment. I just don't want to look at myself first and last thing every day, Brick. Brick pointed at their reflection. Well, I do, handsome. But even if you look like a donkey's behind, I'd still want to see you at my side. Because you make my captions and my life better. You're proof I can make a connection that's not in a comment feed. I wish you could see the man I see in the mirror. Brick kissed Simon's neck, sending shivers down his spine. Hey, you know what a bedroom mirror's really great for? He pushed Simon's chin up to face the mirror. His hand trailed lower, tickling Simon's chest, inching down to his jeans. When Simon asked what he meant, Brick rolled his eyes. It's great for watching ourselves do it, dummy. Now come here. Brick unzipped Simon's jeans and pulled him onto their bed. The pair's experiment in auto-voyeurism started off fine. With the stress of the move, it had been a while, and they were eager to make up for lost time. Simon was into it, even as Brick couldn't keep his eyes off his reflection. 
Brick winked at himself and kissed his own biceps, panting and preening like a porn star. Maybe a bit much, yet sexy. But things took a turn when Brick made Simon look in the mirror. Simon was horrified by his reflection. Every move he made was floppy like a crash test dummy. Every moan sounded like a seal being murdered. There was no way Brick actually enjoyed watching this. Simon pushed Brick off and threw a blanket over the mirror. When he turned back, Brick shrugged and just said, fine. He had lost interest. He was tired. Not mad, he insisted, just tired. Soon after, Brick dozed off, while Simon popped a Xanax and tried to do the same. He was just about to count sheep when he heard a strange, wobbly thud. Simon's scalp prickled in alarm. It was coming from the foot of their bed. Simon sat up. The blanket had fallen from the mirror. Suddenly, the glass rippled like it was a pond. When it settled, Simon saw himself. He looked crazed, messy hair, bleary eyes, face distorted by panic. In the low light, he could swear his grimace was a smile. It got stranger when he heard a chuckle. Because the sound didn't come from Simon's mouth. It came from his reflection. Simon choked back a scream. He didn't know how his reflection was doing this. Simon was still frozen in bed, but the other Simon got up. He smoothed his hair, flexed, and scratched his belly lazily, full at ease in his naked body, proud even. Simon was horrified and entranced. The other Simon's vulpine confidence and easy swagger was utterly alien and deeply desirable. Other Simon sauntered closer from the bed and leaned against the mirror frame, like he was in a doorway, looking in. Then he tapped his side of the glass and smiled. Hey, want to let me out? Coming up, Simon can't hide from the man in the mirror. Hi, I'm Christine Schiefer. And I'm M. Schultz. We're the hosts of Rituals, the new Spotify original from Parcast. If you've heard our podcast and that's what we drink, you know we are no strangers to true crime and the paranormal. We're also into the occult uh, to chat about, not to join, but, you know, to, to learn and educate. <laughs> Every Monday on Rituals, we're journeying through mystifying stories of sorcery, alchemy, Satanism, and more, and trying to determine if the dark arts of the past impact us today. Like weather witches? Who were they? Or the Fountain of Youth? Address, please. <laughs> Don't forget about werewolf trials, Em. Objection, Christine. Let's not give too much away. And instead, let's tell everyone to follow our new podcast, Rituals, free and only on Spotify. Now... Back to the story. Simon Yang often wished he could disappear. Yet, as he stared into Brick's new antique mirror, 
he saw two of him. Only this other Simon was different. He was smiling, confident, unashamed of his naked body. He wasn't Simon at all. Simon approached the mirror. Who are you? Well, Simon, I'm Simon. <laughs> Let me out. Simon shook his head. No, this is... You're a nightmare. The other Simon frowned. I'm not a nightmare. I'm a dream. Brick's dream. The other Simon put his finger against the glass to point at Brick asleep in bed. I'm the Simon he wished you could see. The Simon he really wants. Simon shook his head. Brick loves me for me. He said so. Other Simon shrugged. But now you're living together and you've had like six panic attacks tonight. How long till he realizes he doesn't have to put up with your mess? Simon swallowed back tears. This is who I am. Other Simon continued. But I'm who you could be. Free from neuroses and writer's block and body dysmorphia. I'm you with a finished book. I'm you with a six-pack and a sex drive. The Simon who's proud to be on Brick's feed, not scared. The Simon you need to be if you want this relationship to last. His words cut deep. I don't know how to be you. Other Simon smiled sadly. Love is sacrifice, but I'll make it easy and quick. All you have to do is come in here and let me out. He rammed his fist against the mirror and cracks spread across the glass. Simon closed his eyes in terror, praying for it to be over as other Simon bellowed. Let me out! When Simon opened his eyes, he found himself in bed again. No other Simon in the mirror. No fractures either. He shook Brick awake and told him about his nightmare, how the other Simon wanted to replace him. Brick grinned, his eyes still closed. <laughs> Two Simon sounds hot. Does he want to snuggle? Brick tried to pull Simon into his arms, but Simon pushed him away and told him he was serious. Brick cracked one eye. You had a seriously weird nightmare, that's all. Gonna sleep. Simon looked at the mirror and sighed. Maybe it was just a nightmare. Except the blanket he dreamed about was still on the ground. Around 7am, Simon woke to Brick nuzzling his ear. Mm, going to work out in a bit. Want to help me warm up? Simon knew he should roll over and make nice, but he was exhausted and unsettled by Brick's turbocharged libido. Was it supernatural, or was Simon just not up to meeting his boyfriend's needs? 
When Simon said no, Brick sighed. <sighs> what about that other Simon? Is he down? Simon scowled and told Brick to work off his energy at Equinox. Brick snapped. Good plan. My trainer's hot. Maybe he'll help. Simon sat up. Is that a joke? Brick packed his gym bag, avoiding Simon's gaze. Yeah. Or, I don't know. He flirts sometimes. He asked if you and I were in an open relationship. He couldn't tell how serious we were from my posts. Simon felt a panic course through his body. Brick, is that a threat? Brick tensed up. No, but maybe it's an idea. I mean, we could, you know, with him. I'd only want to do it if it was the three of us. It could be fun. Simon felt dizzy as he got out of bed. Brick, Nine-Eye was right. The mirror's making us both act crazy. We have to get rid of it. Brick rolled his eyes. Ugh, it's not the damn mirror, Simon. I've been thinking about this kind of stuff for a while, okay? Simon steadied his breath, deeply hurt. So, it's me? Am I not enough anymore? Just because I'm not some sex maniac? Brick erupted. Not everything's about you and your issues. It's about me. Look, you're the only guy I've ever been with, and I'm grateful for what we've built. But oh, maybe there's an itch I gotta scratch. I spent my 20s closeted in Texas. Now I'm in LA, in the best shape of my life. I've got money, and people think I'm hot. I wanna live a little, okay? Before life just passes me by. Brick was upset, but Simon didn't care. Great. Go live your life. Meanwhile, I wasted two years of mine putting my dreams on hold to make yours come true. Brick looked Simon square in the eyes. I never asked you to do that. You volunteered. And now I know that you regret it. Then he walked out. Simon looked at his reflection in the mirror. For a moment, he thought he saw it wink. Simon paced the living room with his phone. He had to call twice, but eventually Nainai picked up and he told her everything. His strange hallucination of his darker half, Brick's charged attitude, and their fight about where he wanted their love life to go. He had to believe it was the mirror's fault. Nainai sighed. Yes, sometimes the vibes, as Brick put it, that the mirror sends back can be too powerful. And, well, this is why I hung up yesterday, because I didn't want to mention it in front of Brick. But they say, if there's not a proper outlet for that energy, it can lead to... Wandering eyes. Affairs. Simon's stomach dropped. What if I broke the mirror? Would it solve things? No. Remember, it's responding to the energy being put into it. 
The answer isn't breaking the mirror. It's fixing you. Changing to be a better partner. Simon couldn't believe it. Nai sounded just like other Simon. Well, why shouldn't Brick change? Nai replied, Because Brick isn't the problem, Simon. You are. You look like you want to die every time Brick points a camera at you. You're prickly and rude, like you can't make a little sacrifice to play along. When all the poor boy wants to do is show the world how much he loves you. If you're like that on camera, I can't even imagine how you act when it's off. Simon pressed back. Nainai, I love Brick, but it's just... Uh, it's not easy, okay? She insisted. It's not easy because you don't love yourself. And mirror or not, it's going to break you two apart. Simon hung up. He was furious with Nainai, but only because she was right. Brick could be willful, but he'd never been anything but inclusive of Simon. Even now, when Brick was thinking of having sex with another guy, he still wanted Simon there. And all Simon did was pout and scowl and alienate him. He'd always had low self-esteem. He figured it was a fact of life, something Brick would have to deal with. But maybe Simon could make it so Brick wouldn't have to by finally making a sacrifice. Simon walked up to the bedroom mirror. Okay, how do I let you out? Hello? Other Simon? He waited, but all he saw was his own dumb face, full of frantic, misguided hope. Ashamed, Simon turned away. That's when he heard tapping and turned back to other Simon. He was real and he seemed intrigued. You come to your senses? Simon sighed. I'm just tired of messing everything up for Brick and myself. If you can be a better me and make him happy, then take the wheel. Other Simon nodded graciously. He told Simon to put his palms to the mirror, then did the same on his end. When Simon matched his hands to his doubles, the mirror's glass rippled. Simon pulled his hands away. Wait, what happens to me? Other Simon's patience was wearing thin. I get out and you go in. Simon frowned. Was there another brick there? A reflected world? Or was it just nothing? Other Simon sighed. It won't matter. You know it in your heart. Everything will be better once you disappear. Faced with this moment, Simon realized maybe he didn't want to disappear. But it was too late. 
Other Simon grabbed his hands and everything went black. Simon found himself floating in a black void. No sky above him or earth below. The only thing he could see was the mirror frame and his room beyond it, where other Simon stood with a victorious smirk. Simon put his hands out to the glass and realized he didn't have hands or a body. He was gone. Now, the other Simon was the only Simon. All he could do was watch his better half, stripping out of Simon's ratty pajamas, putting on the form-fitting briefs Brick preferred, slicking back his hair, putting on the fake glasses the real Simon hated wearing. Other Simon looked better. Simon heard the muffled sound of a door opening and saw Brick walk into the room. He clocked who he thought was his Simon and smiled. Other Simon walked up to Brick and whispered something in his ear. He held Brick's hands with sincerity and regret. Brick hugged him. Other Simon's hands gripped Brick's sweat-stained t-shirt and pulled it off. He ran his hands along Brick's chest, eyes glimmering with lust. Brick laughed. He seemed happy, if a bit confused especially when other Simon pulled Brick's phone out of his pocket and took a selfie of their passionate kiss. Then, they tumbled into bed. Simon felt himself float back, ready to disappear into the void. But then, he felt a flare of anger. Who did other Simon think he was? Other Simon didn't love Brick, Simon did. His love for Brick would never disappear. So neither could Simon. Suddenly, Simon could see his body again, flickering in and out of existence. He clenched his hands in fury, then raised a fist. Simon smashed through the mirror, landing at the foot of the bed. Brick and the other Simon shot up, looking terrified. Simon raced to Brick's side and explained the man beside him wasn't him, it was the other Simon, the one who wanted to take over his life. The other Simon smirked. Brick paused for a moment, then muttered, I know. Brick admitted he'd known something was off. Then he'd remembered Simon's nightmare and Nai-Nai's warning and figured it out. He shrugged. At least, I didn't feel so alone. Simon blinked back tears. Is this who you want? I know I have a lot of work to do on myself. Simon looked to the ground and caught his reflection in a shard of the shattered mirror. He mumbled, I just don't know where to start. After a moment, Brick laughed mischievously. I think... I have an idea. Brick patted the bed beside him. Other Simon raised his eyebrow, then nodded, intrigued. Then, both of them looked at Simon with bedroom eyes. Simon's first instinct was to run, to disappear, but he knew he had to do better. 
he had to love himself. Simon took a deep breath and got into bed. In feng shui, it's said that a bedroom mirror will double the energy in the room. And if it's a couple's room, that energy could attract an unwanted third partner. But don't go smashing mirrors to preserve your relationship just yet. Because for one, breaking a mirror is bad luck. But second, feng shui is a philosophy, not a science. There's no proof that a mirror in the bedroom will actually do anything scary. Instead, it's best to look at it metaphorically. Feng Shui is really about the energy flow between you and the objects in your environment. Mirrors reflect what energy you put into them. If you're going through a bad time, bad will be reflected back. If you're going through a good time, good will be reflected which is really just a mystical way of saying, you get what you give. If a couple has issues, they were likely brewing before a mirror entered the room. It's just easier to blame the mirror. But look on the bright side. We can only solve our problems once we face them. So maybe, in the end, a mirror helps more than it hurts. Just something to reflect on. Thanks again for listening to Superstitions. We will be back Wednesday with a new episode. You can find more episodes of Superstitions and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Until next time, be wary of the things you cannot explain. Superstitions is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Anthony Valsic, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Superstitions was written by Amin Osman, with writing assistance by Stacey Nemec and Greg Castro, fact-checking by Anya Bailey, and research by Mickey Taylor. I'm Alastair Murden. Werewolves, witches, and Arthur Conan Doyle? Oh my! Sounds like fascinating topics to discuss on our new show, Rituals, Christine. You know what, Em? It sure does. Every Monday on Rituals, join us as we explore the evolution of spiritualism and the occult through stories, practices, and the impact on modern culture. If you've heard our podcast and that's why we drink, this is the perfect pairing for you. And if you haven't, go give us a try. Follow our Spotify original from Parcast, Rituals. Listen free only on Spotify. Spotify.